Hello and welcome to Two Girls in a Pod. I'm Sharon. I'm Christy. Hope all of you are doing well. Uh, It's kind of a little chilly day here in Colorado, but they say it's going to get warmer, so we're excited about that, right? Because we love the sun. Yes. You know, it's really interesting because the other day we were sitting out in the hot tub. We have some of our best conversations there and we started talking and one of the things we talked about was we were talking about anxiety. Yeah. And I know we've addressed anxiety in in past episodes, but it's so interesting because we talk about practice and developing new habits and things like that. But even going along as much as we've talked about it and, and as clear as I try to be about my intentions and try to be calm my mind, we talk about meditation, all those things. I still deal with Anxiety sometimes, I feel it like. It kind of creeps up on you, huh? Yeah, it's sneaky in a way. And I don't even know what will bring it on. But what I was saying to you that day was that I find that sometimes, and when I think of anxiety, I guess I think about a focused thought and being overwhelmed by something. But what I'm finding is that sometimes this can happen to where that it's not one thought that I'm having and I'm and experiencing an overwhelming feeling from it. I'll have a moment where that I feel like my brain races so quickly. I get this tightness in my chest. I talked to you about that. And I realized that a lot of times something that I have anxiety around, I guess is creating that on the backside and I'm not even realizing it, but it becomes paralyzing. I feel like that I like can't focus and I have to literally stop everything that I'm doing, not listening to anything around the conversation that's going on or TV, anything. I have to pause and focus on my breathing to calm that down. I think the analogy that I used with you is it reminds me of sort of like, I don't know if you've ever seen the old films and when they get to the end of the film, it's like the tape slips and it keeps continuing to go really, really fast. That's what it feels like is happening with my brain. And I have to pause for that minute. And like I said, I can't tend to anything else in that moment to make that stop. I cannot listen to anything anybody's saying or anything. I have to take that moment to silence myself and just focus on my breath to calm it down. And, you know, one of the things I realize is when that happens often is, you know, I always tell people to declutter their mind because we have, and I'll say, well, and even when I talk, do you have any idea? And I said, do you have any idea what brought it on? And oftentimes you'll say no. But the thing is, is then as we talk, then well, it'll be stuff about work or dealing with the insurances and all of that stuff is just kind of sitting You don't realize it's sitting on the backside because, I mean, I can have it. I've told you, like, I can have it when I'm sitting there and I'm eating dinner and if I'm watching TV. And maybe it's the the matter of, of tending to two different things, I guess, or I'm not paying attention to, I'm not being mindful as I eat or whatever like that. I don't know. But it can um, just happen in those moments. I think the thing that we don't realize about the brain is when we talk about triggers is People don't understand. It could be something you're even watching on TV and we make an association very quickly. Our brain is very quick to pick up on things that we don't have a conscious awareness to. That's a huge piece of it. I feel like is not having the conscious awareness to it. You do not realize how many fleeting thoughts are going through that you're not 
consciously picking up on, but is still feeding the anxiety in a way. But I think the the way that you help kind of navigate that a little bit better is you when you sit back and, and you know, we talked about this, you know, like, and we've talked on here about your desk versus my desk. Mm-hmm. But I learned early on in my career that if I had too much stuff on my desk or in my office, not only would it dysregulate me, it would dysregulate my clients because it's like there's too much they're trying to take in. And we talk about this when, and this is a great example, is when we go into, like we went to the outdoor store, whatever it was, we were, I don't even know where we were at. It is massively huge. I went in and I was instantly overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And what did you tell me? Well, I find that that happens with me. And so sometimes if I walk in and I just literally physically stop and scan the entire store. And I don't know, I may have even mentioned that in a previous episode, but I just know that if I stop and scan the store and then pick a path and and go and look at one thing. But for some reason, that pausing and just scanning the store kind of to see how it's set up, I guess, really helps my brain. Well, that same principle is what we do with anxiety is we stop and we scan in a way. And we were talking about that. And when we kind of scanned your brain, what we found was you were getting overwhelmed first off with insurances and anybody who deals with insurances, even saying the word, I know y'all are getting anxiety just hearing it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But dealing with insurances, having to go back they do this, they do that. And it's very tedious work. And then on top of that, you have the stuff that you're working on with the the coaching piece. And so there's a lot of moving pieces right now. And, you know, one of the things I told you is organization. And you'll admit organization on your desk is not your strong suit. Mm -mm. It's not. And I have this, I mentioned to you that day as well, is like I have all this stuff that I feel like I have to keep it out because it has to stay in the forefront of my mind because it's important. It's something that has to be dealt with. So in doing that, I have a mountain of stuff where that I'm digging through the stack because I have to find something, but it's all got to stay on the desk because I know it has to be dealt with soon. You know what I mean? Well, and I think that thing of soon too, because we'll often say that I'm going to deal with this soon. Well, soon becomes later. Yeah. And so I tell people when you're doing that, and so what we're going to do is we're going to get, and this is what I use with uh, kiddos too, but we use green, yellow, red folders. We associate color. So if it's red, that comes into the forefront. That means I have to get it done within the next 24 hours. Yellow might be 48 to 72 Green means you're done. It goes off. That's where it goes when it's completed. Mm -hmm. So you have this chronological thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's been very successful with the students I work with because sometimes they lack a little bit of organization Mm -hmm. or they're, I know I did my homework. Well, yeah, where is it? It, They find it crumbled at the bottom of their backpack. That was due a week ago. Well, I know I did it. Well, yeah, you did. But once again, green means go for that. That means go back to your teacher, go back to be graded. The same thing is true with us. And I have that too, because, you know, people will be there like, oh, I need this letter. I need this for the school, whatever those things are. And to them, it's really, really important. But I still have to see people during the day. So it's I've got to have an awareness to getting those things done. So I told her I'm going to use the same thing because that helps me stay organized because sometimes People say, well, I need this right now. Well, no, you don't need it right now. 
but I do my best to get to everybody as quick as I can because some of them I do understand. And I'll tell you, please remind me about this because I need this done because of somebody's doctor's appointment or whatever. And sometimes you'll struggle with that a little bit. Well, and I think, I mean, yeah, you're right. And having even just that, taking that small step to come up with the organization of it prior to that, talking about doing the folders, you know, we have a whiteboard and we were putting basically an order of priority. We would make a list of those things that needed to get done and I could cross it off. Even that piece of it was helping me be more effective because I realized, you know, it's like I said to you before, I can see all that stuff there and I know all of it needs to be done. What I feel like it all needed to be done since yesterday it's so overwhelming. I just want to walk away from it completely. And then nothing gets done because that's the paralyzing piece that I feel like. It's like seeing the mountain of stuff in the corner and I just want to walk away from it and not deal with it. And even like with you, I told you, so then what you do is you just do one small thing. Yeah. You remove one thing from that pile. You remove one thing from that pile until pretty soon you've, you've removed it all. But it can be, and that's why I tell people even, and and I work with my clients on this, if their house is chaotic, I know because they have like this internal vibration to them. It creates that anxiety. You don't even realize that that is what is happening. Because we don't have our home, we don't have a lot of clutter in our home. I don't do well with clutter. I don't do well with your mom has, your mom likes to collect things, but it'll create anxiety in me. And I'll tell her, hun, when we go to your mom's, I have to almost mentally prepare myself because I don't know where to, I don't, it creates this thing in me. It's not even that everything has to be organized, but it cannot look chaotic. And so it's something that I think people don't pay attention to. And when, when you're having those things and you start feeling that tightness in your chest or something like that, I always tell people, take one thing and look around your room. Start with that. And you might, as you're looking around, you might pause just slightly on a pile of stuff. And it might be mail you haven't opened, not realizing that everything you're doing, you're just putting to the back. You're putting, you're filing it away. But the problem is, is that you're filing it away incomplete. There's that part of your brain that knows, oh crap, I got to go through the mail. Or man, I got to deal with the insurances. And I'll even tell you, hun, do it right away. The other thing that gets in your way, and we talked about this too, is that you start having anxiety or not anxiety, but uh, we'll call it anxiety for lack of a better word. If you feel like you're going to miss your workout. Yeah, that's a huge one for me because I feel like I have to have something that's that I am maintaining as a schedule or some kind of um, set time thing that I do. I don't know. I feel like I have to have that. And when I don't, then it just, it challenges me in all kinds of ways. Well, and the thing is, is I'll say, I don't understand. You have ample time. She has time to work out. And she work out all day. All I tell, all I say is, these are my priorities. Get billing done every day. Mm-hmm. If we have stuff to do with insurance, please do the insurance stuff. Otherwise, I don't mess with her part of the job. But I it's don't. so times taking, it feels like. And that's where I tell you, just walking away from it because I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to be on hold for two hours at a time or those kinds of things that you deal with with insurance. But this is interesting. I was having this conversation with my client yesterday because we were talking about time. Well, I don't have time. There's no such thing. We will create mass chaos 
to make us feel like there isn't more time. Yeah. We get so caught up in our head, we will sit there and spend 15 minutes looking at the pile of, of mail that needs to be open. I just don't have enough time. I just In 15 minutes, you could have gone through the mail. So no, it is our mindset that does that to us. Yeah, It really is that thing of, and pe- I constantly hear this, I just don't have enough time. There's not enough time in the day. And I'm always there like, what does that even mean? It's that we're not allocating the time the way we need to. It is that thing of lack of prioritization. Yeah. I want you to prioritize your workouts. And I tell her that, honey, I want you to do your workout because it makes our home a happy home. (laughs) That's all about me. But it's not just that. Looking at those things, and we're constantly talking about improving. When we talk to you on this podcast and we're talking about, these are conversations that we have. We talk about what is the next step? What is the next thing we can do? Not only for our mind, body, and spirit, but for our business our relationships, all of those things, we have these active conversations. We never stop talking. We have to because I feel like we talk about this a lot and I feel like we get going on a really good pace and I feel like we're getting stuff accomplished and at those times I feel really good, but you don't even realize how easy it is to become so complacent and feel when you feel like you're depleted and stuff. You feel like you need that rest time. So we've done that where that on the weekends where we've gotten into a rut where we're not doing anything. We're trying to rejuvenate ourselves, but we're not doing it with our mind. And that I feel like that that's where eventually we identify it and we come back. So that's why we always say everything is a practice because it really truly is. I mean, you go through your life and you're going through the motions before you even realize it. And then you're just like, wait a minute, I need to pause and understand why. Why am I feeling like I'm stuck not having those things in place like the organization and that and feeling like you're you're getting things accomplished? You got to relook at it again and again and again, I feel like. Well, and I think that's true. I think that we don't realize, once again, we become a hindrance to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Early on, my uh, brother, Ben, owned a janitorial company, and my sister, and it was a family, so uh, it was my brother, Ben, and then my sister, Alice, she was our, she was one who oversaw all the crews and stuff like that, so my brother, Vernon, worked there, I worked there, and my sister, Linda, worked there. And I remember my sister, when Alice would talk to us, and she would say, look, if you go in every day and you clean it right, your job becomes easier. And we would see if they started letting things slide, then it was like playing catch up. So then it was like the night became longer. So when you could normally get off earlier, now you couldn't. And it was because that's the whole thing. Doing those things that are proactive, doing that stuff every day making a, a routine in which so when you go in and you you have your files in order you have that just like with us if things were kept up our life was so much easier at that job but if people started to fall behind and they weren't doing cutting cutting corners and doing stuff like that then guess what you had to then you had to go back and you had to get it all caught back up again and this and it was like, keep it the way it's supposed to be. And then you don't have to keep doing that catch up. Mm-hmm. You're staying on top of things. You're making it part of your routine. It's that practice we talk about. We talked about that the other day. You have to have that ambition and ingenuity to keep proactive about things. And when you do, things are so much easier. 
it's like when you start to do that slacking thing, you feel like it's kind of easier on you at the moment or whatever. But then, like you say, you're playing catch up at some point and it becomes that anxiety, overwhelming thing until you get to that point again where that you realize, wait a minute, I need to be on my game and I need to be planning ahead and I need to be doing the things that I need to do to keep that organization so that I stay motivated. Well, what it does is it organizes your thoughts so they're not going to be coming that rapidly mm -hmm. because there's no need for that rapid thing. It's our brain's way of saying, slow down. Anxiety really is our brain's way of saying, slow down, take care of what you have to take care of, and then the anxiety gets to go away. Because once again, oftentimes you don't know where it's coming from. It was as we sat there and talked, more and more we kind of talk it out. And like, I might say, well, this is what I'm noticing. And then she can sit there and say, oh, I didn't think of that. Or she'll say the same thing to me. I noticed you were that this is how you were acting or whatever. And then you don't become defensive about it. You take it and you sit there and say, oh my gosh, what was that about? And that's what people tend to do. I think a lot of the times, instead of actually just pausing and giving it the thought that you need to, in order to make it different, because you obviously need it to change or else you wouldn't be feeling overwhelmed about it. But I think a lot of times people do, they go to that defensive place. But if you're really trying to change something within yourself to better yourself, you really got to look at it, critically look at it and take the emotion out of it. And so you can understand why you're having the thought and feeling that you are. Because oftentimes, yeah, I'll tell, even I might even say to you, is everything okay? Yeah. But I know it. I can feel it's not. There's an incongruency. In that. But if in that instance, I think you're getting better when I say that, or even when you say it to me, I actually pause and think, okay, wait a minute. What is, is there something? And then I'll come back to you later and say, well, yeah, you know what? I really had a hard day or one of my clients, it was really difficult or because once again, we're not having consciousness to it because we're so busy not being in moments anymore. We're either looking at what we didn't get done or looking at what we have to get done or all of those things. And we're not looking at what we did get done. <laughs> yeah. So therefore we never feel accomplished almost. And it's great to have a goal mm -hmm. and you have the bigger picture of what that goal looks like. But that's the thing. You really got to take things apart and take it piece by piece. So it's like you were saying about, you know, taking the 15 minutes, okay, to open the mail or whatever, if that's your starting point, Great. It's one thing accomplished. And once you have that one thing accomplished, you realize that you can do one more small task. And it, it's all forward motion to get you to the bigger picture. Well, and I think the thing is, is, you know, I often talk with my clients about that. I said, you only have to make one goal for the day. What do you mean? Just one goal. And then they almost feel like, well, if I said, make your bed. Well, that's not very much. I said, just make your bed every day. And it's funny. Come, well, fast forward. I've made my day every day for you know, 15 days. But I also clean my bathroom. I, because once we feel that one goal done, we feel accomplished. Mm -hmm. Then the next goal doesn't seem so daunting. Then that pile of mail doesn't seem so daunting. Because we realize, well, geez, I wasn't making the bed because I thought it would take too much time. or I would Because once again, we're doing that thing of getting in our head. And we become that break. We, we put the brakes on to everything that's going that we need to get done because we spend so much time. If we would get out of our head, all that time we waste. Mm -hmm. And everybody's guilty of it to some degree. It's so easy to become so oh, God, complacent yeah. like that. It's a comfortable place. 
And that's the thing is, but what we don't realize is when it's causing that anxiety on the backside, there are ways that we could negate that by, like I said, being proactive and that kind of thing. And when I remember when we started, we made that conscious choice that making our bed every single day was going to happen. And we do that. And even just that one completion of doing something like that, just it really did help the mindset for the day. Well, and I think the other thing is, is I think that's something that's really been so beneficial for us. And I don't think we realize the benefit this podcast would be to us on a personal level as well in our whole growth process, because we are very, very committed to this. I I don't even know what episode we're on at this point, because we've been now doing it for over a year. Yeah, I don't Um, know if people noticed when I first started posting the the podcast, it was, we would always put the number, the episode and that, and I think I've stopped counting. <laughs> yeah, she was like, oh, forget that. I'm just going to put the name. Uh, but I think that's the thing. That's something that we've really committed to. And I feel like it's really been helpful for us because it's a goal we have. We set it. We do it not only for what it does for us, but hopefully what it's doing for the people who are listening to it. So it's one of those things that I think and now we don't, used to be, man, when we first started this, talk about anxiety. What are we going to talk about? What are we going to do? Oh, my gosh. It was let's, all of these things. Let's try to, you know, create an outline and do all this stuff. And it just didn't flow for us in that same way. No, because we wanted it to be like we were sitting having a conversation. But in that conversation, you know, you know, it's life's journey, but it's our journey, too, that we're sharing with everybody those ups and those downs, the anxiety around sometimes little things. Oh my goodness. Talk about anxiety. This puppy can give us anxiety because mm-hmm. she's, she goes and she wants to be on the couch, but she puts her butt right to the edge. And then you're there like, Oh my God, she's going to fall off, you know, and all of these things. And of course, you know, if she falls, she's not, it's not going to really hurt her. Mm-hmm. Except I can't tell you how many times a dog hits its, her head into everything. <laughs> I think she's going to have brain damage if we don't watch out. But she just goes along her merry little way. When you watch that, everything she's done has been practice. And I was thinking about that. So I watch her, you know, when she would want to jump up on the the couch. Oh, my gosh. Her spatial stuff was just way off. She would jump like a foot before the couch. And then she would jump so close that she would run her head into the couch. But it was like every time she did it, she was learning more and more and more. It wasn't like, I'm not going to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And then she goes and does it when we weren't here. She does it for my sister, Sarah. And I'm there like, come on now. <laughs> but it was that persistence. And I think that's what it is. Even in watching her, it's every day she's learning something new and she keeps going and she keeps going. If she falls, she just gets right back up and she does it again. And that's what it is with us. We're learning this even with this anxiety piece of you. If it's not working, talk about it. Figure it out. Keep moving forward. Keep practicing because mm-hmm. one day you're going to jump up on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, that'll be my goal. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's what it is, though, is identifying those things. And we've talked about even relationships that create that anxiety and, and how do you set up that stuff? Because sometimes we don't realize. And we talked a little bit about that last week, about that toxicity not understanding that that creates an anxiety that we don't even identify. Yeah. It's feeding an underlying feeling, which is manifesting 
in our behaviors and, you know, and what, what we're feel like we're not accomplishing. And so because, you know, it's like that snowball effect. It's just like, you know, you've got the snowball at the top of the hill and pretty soon by the time it's, it's this giant thing. But if you had taken care of it at the top of the hill, it wouldn't crush you at the bottom. <laughs> well, and yeah. And the, the biggest piece of that, I feel like, is that self-talk that we do. Because it doesn't really matter what anyone else thinks. It's what we think of ourselves and the self-talk that we have that keeps us moving forward or keeps us stuck. Absolutely. And identifying when it's, you can have that, and you have the self-talk and then you have the outside verbiage and you can either choose to go towards the verbiage that others are saying that is about propelling you forward, or you can stay stuck with those that are holding you back Mm -hmm. because that all of that creates this underlying anxiety that we do not identify and even for you, I know sometimes, and I can feel it on you if I'm if it's about work and I say, "Hun, did you get that done? I can feel that anxiety come up in you like, no, I forgot. Well, the reason you forgot is because once again, when we feel it's overwhelming or we just don't attend to it, we put it in that back, but you know it's there. And you know I'm going to ask about it. Mm-hmm. And I tell her when it comes to the business, I'm going to ask you those things. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be more persistent. But fortunately, we work well, even with that. We don't, it's not like you sit there and say, well, you're not, well, you do say I'm not the boss of you. But... <laughs> Would I say that? <laughs> On a daily. <laughs> and it's not. But I think the thing is, is that it's really something that we've talked about. And we've barely been working on more this week. And it's funny to me because it's something that it's almost like there's this weird theme. If we talk about it on the podcast, I'm just, they're like, what, is somebody listening? Because that will be the theme. I am serious for my clients. Hopefully somebody's listening. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please listen. No, no, but it'll be the theme for my week. This week, it's been about that thing of time and not feeling like I have enough time. I'm feeling overwhelmed. And then when I sit down and I'm there like, and when I'm talking with them, I'll say, well, what is overwhelming you? And then they tell me and I'm kind of looking and I'll say, well, okay, well, what's overwhelming about that? Well, you don't understand. And I'm there like, no, I don't. <laughs> so you have to explain it to me. And then as they explain it, then I'm there like, okay, now what's getting in the way of this being accomplished? Well, I just told you I don't have enough time. I said, no, but what is getting in the way? And as we break it down, then it's like, oh my gosh, you're right. I sat for 40 minutes on my couch feeling overwhelmed when I could have taken that and finished four tasks because they were just little tasks. Uh-huh. But really it's us just trying to avoid something because, and that's what you do. It's like, if you pick it apart, you can realize insurance creates, you have a thing. And most people who work in insurance, I promise you, and have to deal with it on the backside, you say, it and you can just feel everybody go <laughs> that whole tightness and everything. And it's because it's very tedious work, and I get it. It's built to confuse people, for one thing. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, I mean, people will have insurance plans and not even understand about them and how they work. I feel like the insurance companies make them that way. You know what I mean? Because truly, I always it's like I always tell you, I feel like that they're set up to where that you're paying in, but they don't have to pay out a lot. So, I mean, insurance is great for people. And I get that. And even for me on the side of the business, like I have a client I was seeing weekly because she has some stuff going on. And then 
they kicked in the co-pays. Her co-pay is $50. She's a college student. And I sat and talked to her and I said, and she goes, I, I can't give up therapy. She says, because the stuff I'm, you know, working on and stuff like that. I says, well, let's go to every other week. And she's sitting there and she's going, well, yeah, I think I can do that. But then she's singing in her head, well, if I did this and got this much money, then I could still pay for therapy. And, and I love the fact that she's invested. Right. And even with her, same thing, time. I don't have enough time. Well, then when I looked at her, and I'm so proud of this young lady because she is so much more actively involved, making friendships, working, and doing college. And it really is about giving back and stuff like that. And so worked on that. How do you set up that time? How do you set up that? My other one, same thing. She has a little ADHD. So for her, it was even harder. And they're like, we got to organize you. And that's what we did. We organized her. My other client, and they're like, I need your schedule for the week. This week, she goes, well, it's off because I had to do something else. I said, okay, but let's get that schedule. And she goes, the week I used it, it worked. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. And people often say, well, I tried that and didn't work. A lot of stuff we try once, you know, I mean, it's like when you went to drive a car, the first time you did it, especially if you drove a, drove a standard, it felt like crap because mm. it's like, boom, boom, <laughs> you, go. you know, but you didn't just give up and say, okay, well, I did it and now I'm done. No, everything takes practice. Yeah. I think it, even for you, the organization feels uncomfortable to you. Mm -hmm. This organization feels uncomfortable for you, but it's familiar. Yes. And that's what I was talking about. Comfort. It's comfort for people. It's basically slacking. You don't feel like you're slacking, but it's avoidance and those things. And it's comfortable. And, you know, oftentimes, you know, even when I'm dealing with people with if they have mental health issues, there's still a comfort. They know that. And so it's comfortable, even though there it can be very painful in that they still know what to expect when they get healthy. They don't know what to expect. And it opens up a whole world to them. Mm -hmm. And so it, there's anxiety even in that, you know, and who is this new person? How do I navigate the world? And all of those things. So in that discomfort, you know, when we talked about the folders, even, okay, well, this is just something else I have to do. Yeah. Becomes a thing instead of, oh, my God, what a wonderful tool. But we won't think that way. Mm-mm. Oftentimes when it's, there's anxiety involved, if you're asked to do something else, it's, oh, that's just one more thing that I have to do. I already didn't have time and now she's going to make me do this. And now I'm not going to really have time because we are creating that. This is all our creation. Well, I don't, don't have time to spend with my kid. I had a parent tell me that one day and I'm there like, uh, you just spent two hours on your video game. So please don't tell me you don't have time to spend with your kid. It is what you are prioritizing. And sometimes that's really hard to face. Mm -hmm. You know, people don't want to take accountability for something like that. Well, also because in their mind, if I'm playing the video game, it's about taking care of me. Right. But the thing is, is there's a balance in that. And that's what I tell people. If you need that where you need that time down or whatever, fine. 15 or 20 minutes. 30 at the tops for self-care. Then you give it back. But I have often heard in my time in particularly working with kids is, well, I just don't have time for that. If you have time to go hang out with your friends, you have time to go work on your truck, you have time to go do this, be on your Facebook or whatever, you have time. It is not a lack of time, people. It is a lack of prioritizing. 
Oftentimes we want those relationships. We want that money. We want that career. We want those things, but we don't want to invest in them. Right. It's like we want them to happen to us. But the thing is, is it can't happen to us because we're not even creating space for it. Right. You're not implementing the changes that you have to make for something to be different. Well, yeah. You know, it's like we talk about traveling, we do and all that. And I tell her, but in order to travel, you got to do the billing. (laughs) (laughs) It's not, well, how often is it that I'm behind with that piece of it? (laughs) No, it's just been this week because we've had issues. Yeah, it's for the last two, three weeks, We it's been crazy here with billing because just having to follow up with insurances and on the things that they change of addresses, all that other stuff. So it's been a bit of a nightmare for the last couple of weeks, but you got that all figured out and stuff. And I know it's hard because I know the other thing is, is, you know, she wants to do other stuff and, you know, here you are waiting on the phone for 45 to 50 minutes before anybody even answers. Yeah. So I get it. Mm -hmm. And there are different things that we've, we've really talked about implementing and doing differently and, getting back to using our whiteboard to make sure that we're getting the stuff done that we need to get done in that timely manner. But having that organization is, I know, a huge piece of it because then you do feel like you can get things more accomplished. I mean, otherwise it just feels too chaotic. You did that this weekend or this last weekend. You know, we had talked briefly about our cabinets and the way they were their range because we have this one cabinet that's so deep you, you almost have to crawl christy almost crawls all the way in the i have to get into this <laughs> contorted position to try to even get to the back of the cabinet if i would ask her for something i could already feel it in her that ain't it's coming up like oh, i gotta go and so we're talking and we're there like well why don't we move stuff around and i was there like that's a good idea so I was going to help her with it, but I ended up going and helping the neighbor uh, with some stuff. So by the time I got back, she had already finished. (laughs) But, oh my God, we created that because of the way in which we set it up in the first place, not realizing it. And we've only been here, what, five years? (laughs) Yeah. But after five years, I figured I'm tired of trying to dig something out of the back of that cabinet. So, And not only dig it out of the back. and, And so sometimes people, it is things that simple. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, I need this. And now I know where to find it. It's right there. I can see it. It's like, because how many of you out there too, same as us, out of sight, out of mind. So how many of you go out there and buy something else and think, oh man, that would be really good to use. And then you come to find out when you clean out a cabinet, oh look, I have three of these. (laughs) Oh my God. The perfect example of that is my mom because she she would buy things over and over again because she couldn't find them. And it was because it was lost in the chaos. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We've done that a little bit, but now we've gotten so much better because we really work on being more organized because then again, it's like, or else it's like, oh, look, somebody has this Christmas gift because we have four of them. We don't need five or whatever. And so, but those are the things we do. If we, oftentimes it's out of sight, out of mind, but that's what you do with the mail. You keep all that up front, but it's still out of sight out of mind because it's not organized. We think we're doing it. My thing about that to start with is, oh, okay, I'm just going to go through the stack as I'm coming in. And when I do that, then I throw away all the junk, but it doesn't matter because I'm creating a stack of the important ones. 
and just putting that stack aside. So it's the, eventually I got to deal with the important stuff that came in. <laughs> so, yeah. And it is. And I mean, like I said, we're all guilty. It's a matter of sitting down and saying, what can I do that's going to make my life easier? What can I do that's going to make me have less anxiety? Organizing, like I said, being able to see the Tupperware. It's amazing. <laughs> Things like that. But it takes that first step of doing something. And once you accomplish that, and it's just that one thing, once you get started with it, then it's like you get into that rhythm and you get more accomplished. You accomplish one more thing at a time. Exactly. We're better at some stuff than others. So it's not like it's all or nothing. You're really good about staying up on a lot of other things. Billing is one. You really do do that amazingly. So there's billing. There's when you're not overwhelmed, being calling back people, getting stuff done, getting our Zoom up, all of that stuff. It's not all or nothing. It's like not like I, everything is total chaos because when you look at, and I think then you draw on the stuff that you do really well. And like I tell you, you really do well with having that devotion to your workout. How do you use that to put it other places? Because you're using the same skills. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? You use the same skill set, but we act like we're recreating the wheel here, people, and you're not. What you do well, think about why do I do this well? Oh, because I have it organized. I plan it out. I see it. If you can do it in one arena, you can do it in another. But somehow we think they're different mm-hmm. and they're really not. It's really that thing of just taking the moment to think about it. It's that pause that you talk about. Yeah. Pausing, seeing how that works. And because we talked about it this week, I've noticed even in that time from when we talked about it on the weekend to now, I've seen a little bit of difference with you mm-hmm. in that that stuff is calming down. And I think it helped doing the the cupboards and stuff like that and getting them all more organized and things like that. Yeah. It's just, like I said, the one accomplishment, it does wonders for your brain. I mean, I feel like that, yeah, I was feeling so encumbered by everything that was going on with insurance and that, but yeah, just doing that one thing really has a strong effect. We kept talking about decorating for fall, talk about it, talk about it. And then I told her, I said, I had to do do some stuff with, uh, put the lights on for the garage door opener too. And I told her, back out the car. I said, let's get this done. And it was, it was so great. We love our fall decorations. Didn't even take them. No. And that's the whole thing. And then you pulled weeds while we did it. I mean, (laughs) about killed me, but hey, I was so grateful for it. I pulled weeds and it about killed you? No. (laughs) She made all the pollens come up and then it was bad for me. (laughs) But that's the thing. And you're right. It was done in no time. That's the thing. It's not time. It is not time. It is your perception of how long something's going to take. And if you take that moment to just pause, accomplish one thing, then the next thing is not as difficult. If you sit there and you plan and you say, Okay, today, this is what I'm going to accomplish. And I'll ask you that now in the morning. I'll say, honey, what's on your agenda for work today? Yep. My agenda is always the same for work. (laughs) I don't have to. Well, no, you know, but I'm getting ready to write a letter and do stuff like that. And I do write letters and things like that, which is a little time consuming. But 
I'll make that part of my agenda. I'll say, okay, I have to get this done. Well, and a lot of times I feel like that we send this message to the brain telling, telling ourselves that whatever it is that we're avoiding, it's too hard. It's it's going to take too much time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's really, you know, it's just that taking those small steps to reach that goal, whatever it is. You know, I'm going to tell everybody, just pick one thing, change one thing, accomplish one thing every single day. And I was telling my clients, it doesn't have to be, you know, go paint the whole house. It might be paint one wall, clean one room, clean off your counter, clean out the one drawer, even. I mean, I've had to go through that. Like I've, I've been cleaning out some drawers and I, I have to, you know, I know it's going to take me some time. Like there's a bunch of paperwork in it or whatever, because I'm notorious for that and just put it in a drawer and I'll deal with it later. And just get it out and go through it piece by piece. And you realize how much garbage is in there that you could get rid of to start with. And this is how overwhelmed. (laughs) (laughs) I have to tell you the story real quick. We go to the post office and Christy buys a book of stamps. Wow. She puts, she goes, well, it's not going to fit in my wallet. So that, that right there triggered something in her and I could see it on her. Because I always put them in my wallet in my purse. So I've always got stamps with me. Well, this time it didn't fit right. Well, fast forward, where are the stamps? First off, I never touched the stamps. Mm -hmm. And so there's a book of stamps somewhere in our possession that we have no idea where it is because it didn't go where she wanted it to. So then it created a feeling in her. So then she has no recollection of where that book of stamps went. Mm -hmm. So what I do, I had to go get another one. (laughs) One day I'll be going through a drawer and I'll be like, there's the stamps. (laughs) Well, the other thing is we had storage. We put, you know, you have to lock storage. We buy a brand new lock at the storage unit, which just once you know, that's a little bit costly. So then she has the keys. Well, then we're going to clear out the storage and I go, well, where's the keys? She looked and she looked and she looked some more people all over the entire house, every purse she has, no keys. So we have to tell them, well, you know, we're clearing out our storage, but we can't get, they they were really great about it. Where were you looking the other day and you go, oh, what are these keys? A drawer. A drawer, yes. <laughs> A drawer, like, I don't even understand why the keys would be in that drawer because that's not where any of our keys go. And she goes, what are these? I said, oh, those are the keys <laughs> to the lock from the storage. Well, we don't know that for sure, but I'm oh, yes, thinking I do. it probably was. <laughs> But that's what I mean, because we get so, it's like just slowing down. And I tell people, if you lose something, if you slow down and you really take time to think about it, go through those steps. But when you have a strong emotion associated with it, like with the stamps, because it really aggravated her. Well, it was upsetting to me that it wouldn't fit where I normally put it. (laughs) So I'm thinking, where am I ever going to put this that I won't lose it? And sure enough, I did. Mm -hmm. Do you see? It's you sent that message to your brain. And so that that's what happens. I mean, I've even read that, like, you know, when people say about you go out the door in a hurry and then you're sitting there questioning, did I lock the door when I walked out? So it's like, if you take that second to slow your brain down, because we do stuff on automatic pilot all the time and tell myself I'm locking the door as you walk out, you'll know, you know what I mean? But it's Mm -hmm. so easy to do that. The brain is tricky like that. (laughs) It is. So so we have to pay attention to, and I always tell people, make your brain your friend. Oftentimes it's not. 
and, you know, taking those seconds and kind of really thinking about things and just taking care of ourselves in that way. And to do that, sometimes we have to declutter our brain and we have to declutter our space and make it a little more peaceful and zenful, you know, so that life is is good and not and doesn't have that really bad chaotic feel to it. So hopefully this helps somebody and helps somebody declutter at least one thing or another because anxiety is there. It'll creep up on you even when you feel like you've mastered it. And understand this, we all have anxiety and anxiety is in itself not bad. It's only when it becomes an extreme or when it gets in the way of what we need to get done or what our happiness, our relationships, those kind of things. We all have a a good, healthy piece of anxiety. And that just kind of is our motivator and stuff. So anxiety within itself is not a bad thing. It's it's when it, it, it becomes, gets in the way. When it becomes immobilizing. Um, yes. So we hope this was helpful. I think it was helpful for me. Was it helpful for you? It was helpful <laughs> for me. Yeah. We so enjoy uh, having these conversations and, and, you know, the people listening and stuff like that. And as always, we enjoy feedback and anything you want to let us know. We're always uh, grateful for that. Hopefully... Fingers crossed we're going to have a guest on next week. Uh, Yeah, we'll see how that goes. We're going to see how that goes. And we're really excited about that. So until then, be kind to yourself. And of course, always be kind to other people and and, uh, pay it forward when you can. And we look forward to being back next week. Bye. Bye.